0: Charlie Landing is the founder of Best Agent and presenter of Moving Home with Charlie. The problem is not estate agents. The problem is the control and power behind the scenes that sets the rules of the game in the industry. The fact that I just don't go along with the whole industry bullshit narrative doesn't mean I'm not on your side. To have any chance of delivering more movers a better moving experience, I've also got to solve the problems that good agents are facing. And that's what I'm here to do. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Um, I haven't got my coffee, and I'm feeling really a bit insecure without it this morning. I love to have my coffee on the breakfast show. This morning's show is the best agent breakfast show. Uh, we're also simultaneously living on Moving Home with Charlie because it's also Friday, and on Friday I do Five Facts Friday. And I just thought that today's Five Facts Friday were as relevant to agents as they are to movers, so I'd do this for everybody. And um, every week when I present my facts, I I invite anyone to challenge me on any facts they think are incorrect or facts they think that I've missed. And I wanted to just help out a few people who've been confused, especially on TikTok. There have been some confused people about what a fact actually means. So my version of a fact is <laughs> okay. something that has happened and that can be verified a fact contains no element of opinion whatsoever and therefore it can't be argued now unless the facts can be shown to be false that's different that's why i try to always use the most credible sources i can for example the bank of england website uh and nationwide that kind of stuff um always happy to be challenged constructively but these are the five facts in fact i've got more than five today there's a lot out today uh, that i think are hitting housing hardest um and uh, went to so the to those of you who did send in a challenge last week thank you all challenges welcome but you challenged my facts with your opinion about the future that's not that's that's a different thing right you can't fight facts about the past with opinions about the future. I'm happy to discuss opinions about the future. And I have opinions about the future. But when I'm asking you to challenge me on my facts, that means tell me if any of the five things that I've said are wrong um, or factually incorrect. Uh, And also tell me if you think I have selected. So the the most common criticism I get is, well, Charlie, you're just picking the things that suit your story the best. To which I always say, okay, what facts would you have chosen? And I've not yet had an answer to that. When I ask that question, that's when I get opinions about the future. So, so far, I've not yet had had the facts challenged with any better facts. In other words, I haven't missed out any facts that I think hit housing harder than the five facts I'm choosing. Anyway, that's enough rambling about what we're getting on with. Let's crack straight into it. And less than one hour ago, Nationwide released their March house price index. So this is. Oh, steaming hot off the presses. And we have uh, a sharp year on year fall uh, because it is the first annual fall. uh, So here we are. House prices are down 3.1% year on year in March. All right. They were down 1.1% year on year in February nationwide. They're down 3% year on year. So that is the biggest annual decline since July 2009. Now, that's just the nationwide house price index. That's not the whole industry. They represent somewhere between 10 and 15% of transactions. They only represent mortgage-funded transactions. They do not include any cash-based transactions. So that's all for you to, 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 to factor into your opinion about this fact. So um, that's, that, that's quite a big drop. That's the biggest year-on-year year drop in 14 years. Okay, All regions saw slowing price growth uh, in quarterly, and most seeing small year-on-year falls. Um, Scotland remained the weakest. So Scotland's actually falling the fastest. So the month-on-month figure was just under 1%, 0.8% month-on-month figure, uh, and the yearly percent, 3.1%. 3.1% 3.1% is the yearly drop. And down here, are a couple of... I've linked this below, as always. Uh, if, uh, this is linked below on Moving Home and Charlie, not yet on Best Digital. I'll put it there after the show. Um, we're going to touch on mortgage approvals separately, but I wanted to show you uh, this graph here. Uh, now, this is a graph of percentage change in annual prices, okay? Um, but again, it goes back to 2017, so sort of back seven years um, that's a fairly compelling, this is the seventh straight month in a row of falls. Worth pointing out that last month, Halifax said that they saw a month-on-month rise. Uh, no such monthly rise for nationwide. This is the seventh month in a row falling from the highs of August 2022. So as to what that you think that means for house price falls going forward, that's up to you, that's your opinion to work out. But these are the things that I think are going to impact house prices as we go forward, right? And uh, go and have a look at that because it's got all the regional breakdown. I know lots of you want to know regional stuff. Right, point number two. Um, This is the graph on the Bank of England website that shows seasonally adjusted mortgage approvals. And this was positive news uh, because for transaction volumes, you can see a very it's a very small... I mean, there were some people calling this as a big bounce in mortgage approvals. Uh, so this is the number of new mortgages for new purchases that were approved. And this goes back a long way. This goes back 17 years. Um, and you can see back before the house price falls in 2008, 2009, before the financial crisis, uh, you can see where the, the levels were. Then they came down in the crash, and then there's this long, slow sort of rise. Then we had the blip for the... Uh, a pandemic. And then in the last three years, you can see what's happened. There's been a sort of downward trend in new in new mortgages, new house purchases. The orange line is remortgaging. <clears throat> um, but there is this small little uptick, and that's good news. Uh, because more transactions mean more moves, and more moves means more people moving on with their life. So that's good news. So that was a fact from this week, a positive fact that will be a positive influence on the housing market in terms of people moving house. Um On to the third one. So by the way, the numbers on that, uh, February seasonally adjusted new mortgages were 10% higher than January's. But look at that big graph so you can see the overall scheme of things, right? It's not they haven't bounced way back up anywhere. They've just stopped falling and are starting to come back up again. Now, today is the end of help to buy. Today is the last day of the help to buy scheme. It's the 31st of March, and uh, that's 10 years of help to buy, right? And this is a very, arguably, of all the facts this week, this is by far the biggest fact of the week uh, in terms of the impact on the housing market, right? Uh, Amazing to see that the Treasury has actually made a £1.8 billion profit as that scheme comes to an end. Based on the fact that when properties are sold, properties that are bought with help to buy are sold, uh, the Treasury gets a share in the uplift if the if the property made a profit, if it's sold for a higher price. Um, now, what that means is that inside London, uh, where the help to buy scheme was 40%, right, and outside London, 20% on purchases of new builds, uh, That 20% nationally and 40% in London is now gone. There will be no more impact of that in uh, house prices. And you've got to ask yourself what you think that's going to mean for house prices going forward, all right? Uh, So that is number three. So number one, house price a year on your year falls nationwide. Number two, February mortgage approval's up. Number three, help to buy ends today after 10 years. Number four, um, I think this is, a very big hit, impact on housing. Uh, inflation in UK shops was reported this week to hit its record high. So this is grocery price inflation. So this is right household inflation rather than e- economic inflation. And it reached 17.5%, which is a figure that feels much more real to those of us actually looking at our household bills and energy bills and fuel bills and food bills and that kind of stuff. And that is, that's, that's right now. Now, there is a counter story out today that has just come out this morning that real wages rose in Q4 of last year by 1%. Uh, Now, if that turns out to be a trend and real wages, so actual wages adjusted for inflation are actually going up, that will be a positive effect on house prices. That's three months out of date, that information refers to Q4 last year. We won't have that information for now for another another three months or so. But uh, inflation in the shops at the moment uh, is very high and it's reached record highs and may have higher to go that was the other important thing from this story all right it, it, it has not necessarily reached its peak retail inflation so that if that is true um that is going to uh, continue to put downward pressure on household budgets and incomes and wages all right and this is also going to it's going to contribute to overall inflation not falling as fast as people want if that's what happens fact number five and on this story i will give credit to my friend christopher watkin for doing his weekly stats show which is out on property industry eye this morning um, this is what i think is the best news of the week for housing and that is that um price changes as a percent of listings is the highest it's been in seven years So 57% of all listings had their prices dropped last week, right? That is, congratulations to agents who are obviously managing vendors' expectations better than they have, very well, in fact. This is good news because it means it shows a willingness on the part of sellers to get more realistic and more transactions, it means that more properties is going to come within reach of buyers trying to buy. It's good news for transaction volumes, which is good news for everybody. Transaction volumes staying high is good news for everyone because without high transaction volumes, fewer people can move. Fewer more people get stuck without being able to move on with their lives. All right. So those are the five facts of the week. All right. Just quickly whistle through them one more time. Uh, nationwide house prices. A record seventh monthly decline. So that's that tab. So national average house prices are declining. Uh, February mortgage approval approvals are slightly up on January. Help to buy ends today. Uh, retail inflation is a record high. That's there. Um, asking, asking prices are being reduced in large numbers, very large numbers. Um, sorry, that's that tab. And now, here is a bit of bonus information. A couple of bits on the, on, on the rental market. Um, so, there's a story in iNews. One moment, uh, about rents uh, may soon be so high that no one can afford them. This is a report in the iNews using Zoopla data. A perpetual boom in residential rents—a tight financial straitjacket. Um, up over two thousand pounds since 2020 rents increased 20% on average in three years. Um, and there, and, and where wages have only kept up by 15% in the same period. So this is, this is the most worrying thing for movers, uh, especially for renting movers, which is that there's just less and less and less rental stock available. Now, because of the cost of living crisis and real incomes falling, uh, actual rent price, I mean, that, that's that's data for the last three years. Um, rent prices are starting to show signs of not rising at the coalface, which is good news. I mean, they have been rising very sharply up until very recently, uh, and that's made things harder. And, and there's, the shortage of supply continues. Um, but I, I think we might be seeing peak rent increases. I don't think they're going to rise much more because a lot of people have been moving out, moving back in with parents, or doubling up and sharing to reduce costs, And that's starting to ease the supply shortage a little bit. But with another fact this week was reported that there are 6,000 buy-to-let landlords with mortgage arrears of over 2.5% of the total borrowing amount. And that suggests that more and more uh, mortgaged buy-to-let landlords are going to be forced into selling, which is going to take more and more stock off the market. Now, if other landlords can buy those up, Cash buying landlords can buy those up. Hopefully those properties will come back on as rental stock, uh, but we'll see. But there we are, guys. That is your five-fact Friday. Please tell me if you think I've got any of those facts wrong. Uh, please tell me if you think I've missed out any facts. It should have been included. Um, otherwise, I hope that's helpful. I'm not sharing opinions on what that means for the market. That's down to you guys, yourselves. Um, I hope it was useful. Um, have a fantastic day Friday and a weekend and I will see you all soon let me just wave good hello to anyone who's there oh lots of you there okay morning guys morning 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 um morning Ian Buchanan Andrew Simmons yeah oh that's very interesting um, Andrew Simmons, who is a, a, a RICS surveyor and an agent, rents are not rising. They're also contracting in my area, Charlie. Landlords, not just vendors, need to be realistic. Yeah. Well, that's very, very encouraging news for tenants, if that's true. And thanks. To, it's great to get that news from the coalface from an agent. Um, so, uh, on that happy note, though, I'm going to. That's good news, right? Rents are not rising. That is good news, guys. Um, Have a fantastic day. I'll see you you soon. Bye-bye.